And now your host. When I think about 20 years ago and 20 years later today, and I saw so many kids grown up who either were babies or their mothers were pregnant when their uh, fathers passed away or siblings passed away or aunts and uncles passed away. It kind of reminded me of a song that I love because the meaning of that song is so important. And it's a song you all know. I'm talking about the way we were. Because some of the lyrics include scattered pictures of the smiles we left behind, smiles we gave to one another for the way we were. Can it be that it was all so simple then? Or has time rewritten every line? If we had the chance to do it all again, tell me, would we, could we? Memories may be beautiful, and yet what's too painful to remember? We simply choose to forget. You know what we forgot? We forgot to love one another and unite together. And even as we are trying to move on, and now 20 years later, move on from COVID, move on from hurricanes and bad weather around the world and all kinds of crisis, we are still not appreciative enough. But the one thing we can say, celebrity and entertainment were a wonderful escape then And it's a wonderful escape now. I'm going to share with you in the coming weeks some of the highlights of New York Fashion Week. And Fashion Week was very different. New York City looks very different. And New York City is never going to be the same. After 2021, after 2001, And after 2041, well, let's remember, as we commemorate, as we tell the stories, let's not forget the truth, the truth in our entertainment, the truth in our education, and the truth in our history. Because like the song, The Way We Were, says, The meaning of the song is really what's important. The meaning of it might be cheesy, but it's real. And it really talks about the significance of remembering friends, acquaintances, and everyone else that has touched us so deeply. Whether or not it's a fashion designer, a singer, a movie star, or a survivor or victim of terror. Tell me your thoughts. You can reach out to me through my social media and through the Cindy's Corners website. Our first guest will be coming up after our break. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And I want to thank you once again for making our show one of the most listened to shows 
on 6.20 a.m., 16.40 a.m., 93.5 FM and HD. And when you download us internationally from one of the many outlets we are on, including iHeartRadio, Apple and Google Podcast, Spotify, Jewish Podcast out of Israel, and Talkline Radio Network. We have a big show tonight, so welcome into my corner. First of all, I want to thank you all for contacting me with your thoughts on the show. And several of you asked me to uh, have a bigger opening. I go right into the guest because, after all, it is Celebrity Corner and we have such great celebrities on. I want you to spend as much time with them as possible. But I'm going to take a little time tonight to talk about some of my thoughts about 9-11-2001 and 9-11-2021. Because the day might have passed, but it's the days after how we reacted 20 years ago and how we are acting today that's going to make the difference 20 years from now. Selling a home can be expensive and stressful. Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. Just ask Joseph M. from Brooklyn. Remax IQ made it easy. No for sale sign. I had offers in days. I saved $10,000 in commission and I was in contract fast. If you're thinking of selling, Remax IQ has created a smarter home selling experience. Our successful real estate agents in New York will sell your home for as little as 2% commission and get you top dollar, stress-free, and fast. To learn more, call 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. We're not a discount broker. We're Remax IQ. Speak with a top agent today. 800-800-1372. That's 800-800-1372. Or visit RemaxIQ.com. Terms and conditions apply. Visit www.remaxiq.com slash disclaimer. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. And I think this is a first for our show. We have a recording star, a billboard recording star that you download all over. You go to his live shows. Uh, you have followed him on the various game shows he's appeared on, including winning Match Game ABC, Season 4, and Celebrity Boxing. You also know him from his appearances with uh, reality stars in his music videos. And we are so honored to have with us Lavari. Thank you for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Oh, Cindy, I'm so grateful. It's an honor to be on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, like I said, I think you are a first as far as being a Billboard uh, Top 100 recording star. Uh, Your uh, album, Moment of Love, is uh, very popular. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, first of all, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. My number one goal in life was to be on the Billboard charts. I love music, obviously. You know, it's what I do, and I love acting. But, you know, we all set goals for ourselves. And when I was 12 years old, I don't know why it was that age, but when I was 12, I said, I want to be on the Billboard charts. That was my number one goal in life. Now, it took a while because I was 12 years old at the time. Um, I had put out my first album 
in 2009. So it took exactly, well, if you want to talk about like when I started in the music, it took exactly 10 years since my first album to get it, but it happened. And like I said, number one dream come true. Well, it couldn't happen to a nicer guy. You are so well-respected and people love working with you. And in 2019, you had a video out and it featured the Real Housewives of New Jersey. No yes. day like today. Tell us a little bit about what it was like filming with the ladies of Bravo. Absolutely. Well, first of all, No Day Like Today is the Billboard charting single. <laughs> and my first Billboard charting single. And it is a duet with Adam Barda, another recording artist and reality star in his own right. And this was the brainchild of Adam. I write all of my songs, all of my songs. And Adam and I always wanted to collaborate together. So finally, we made it happen. And he said, you know, what is your idea? What do you want to do? And I said, you know, as long as we do something together, that's like positive, that that's the thing, you know, because we like because he, he's always showing me love. I'm always showing him love. And I like to to spread positivity. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't want a song about hating on anybody. I had a previous album called No Holding Back, where I kind of exercise demons so to speak and you know talked all the crap i wanted to talk etc so i said this time around let let let's reinforce that positivity you know so he said can i write the song and i said you know what yes we're doing it together so absolutely you know i trust you i love your music so he wrote the song adam wrote the song and the lyrics and you know when it came time for the music video he said, do you have ideas? Do you have concepts? And I was like, you know, I'll, you know, I have some dan dancers, great dancers, and we can do some choreography with it. And I was like, what are your thoughts? And he was like, well, he was like, I was thinking about bringing some of the real housewives of New Jersey in it. I was like, really? They, they would do that? <laughs> you know? And he was like, he was like, yeah, I was like, that's amazing. I was like, sure, absolutely. So, you know, he recreated a scene from the real housewives of New Jersey. They had a particular episode at a restaurant called Gristidi's who was very gracious to accommodate us on a Saturday, mind you. Oh, wow. Okay? Yeah, that is nice. That, that shows what kind of person you are, that they did that for you. Oh, well, a more Adam, Adam, more Adam, because they, they you know, <laughs> they had a relationship with Adam. But I guess, I guess me too, you know, I'm sure they, they researched me, you know, <laughs> but um. The, the beautiful thing about it was that this was the day before um, New York City Pride, okay? So the Real House, Housewives of New Jersey, obviously, they also have a big LGBT following. You know, Bravo, Watch What Happens Live, Andy Cohen. So here was Dolores Catania, Marco Josephs, and Marge Sr. on the day before Pride. And you know, they were all booked for Pride events also. Taking time out to come and shoot this music video the day before Pride along with RuPaul Drag Race's Honey Davenport. Okay, so all of these people were busy. All of these people had schedules during Pride. I performed the next day of Pride myself on, on the float. So the fact that they came and did it on such a busy weekend was amazing to me. I'm so grateful. It was so much fun. The only thing is that in, in, in the video, everybody got to eat except me because I was running around. Adam was running around too, but for some reason... I don't know why I was running around like more like I don't know what, what it was, but 
everybody got to enjoy the food. I didn't get to eat. I got like maybe one one bite of pasta in and that was it. <laughs> That's what happens when you're the star of the party. Ask, ask a bride or groom how much food they eat at a wedding. They'll tell right? you the same thing. And that's why I don't throw parties either, because I found the very few parties or, or big events that I've tried to throw. You're right. I'm running around, making sure, talking. And that's exactly why I don't like to 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 uh, throw events or, or like host events that, you know, I'm responsible completely for. But, yeah, so I was really, really honored to have all these people in it. Also, Lady Clover Honey did the shoot. We did it all in one day. We did it all in one day. How's that for a video? You know, sometimes it takes you know, three days or sometimes several hours. It did take several hours, but not as long as you would think. It, it was basically a 12-hour day for three different scenes. So I have a question for you. Uh, COVID hasn't stopped you. You're, you're still running all over. Tell us some of the recent uh, appearances you made and what's coming up so that our listeners can find you and uh, come into the audience. Sure. So here's the thing about me. I like to shoot music videos for my album before the album actually comes out, because what I like to do is I like to get that in place. That way I can focus on live performances. So the same thing happened with the album Moment of Love. Before the album came out, I had three music videos already ready to go. COVID hit. Remember, this was pre like pre-COVID, like nobody had any idea what was what was going to happen. But luckily, I had three music videos prepared already. So that got me through 2020 to have my product out there because the album was released on Valentine's Day of 2020. And then the very next month is when, you know, things started shutting down, particularly in New York and New Jersey. So I was only able to do one live performance to support the album. And it was at New York Fashion Week, which is great. That's a great venue. If you're going to do like only one performance before everything shuts down, that's the place to do it. So Mm -hmm. I also did perform at the showboat for celebrity boxing um, in March, but that was the national anthem. So it wasn't really promoting my album. So New York fashion week was the only place I got to do one of my songs from the new album until everything shut down. But that being said, I had the three music videos already done. So that was able to be out there while this was happening. And now even though we're at the end of 2021, the album is a year and a half old already. Now I'm kind of recouping and doing some, you know, live performances to make up for it, including Cirque de Risque, which is, um, you know, you know, Cirque de Soleil. So Cirque de Risque is burlesque. It's in Chobot in Atlantic City. And it is burlesque performers, but they are trained acrobats trained circus performers so i'm going to be the guest ringmaster at those and i'll be oh, doing wow. one of the songs. yeah <laughs> so i'm excited about that celebrity boxing i will be doing one of my songs from my album awesome in atlantic city on november 6th and i will be in miami on october 2nd also with celebrity boxing so kind of making up for the album promo that i wasn't able to do last year Tell us a little bit about your background. Obviously, you weren't born with one name. No, but I don't have a middle name. I wasn't given a middle name, actually. My background is is uh, Italian, Italian with Venezuelan descent, but I'm I'm third generation American. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, was born in Queens. I, you see, I thought you were a, you know, such a Jersey boy, but it all goes together. We all interact oh, no. and relate. I definitely I am definitely 100% identified as a Jersey boy because I've been living in New Jersey. Wow. 
I've been living in New Jersey for for over 12 years. So I definitely consider myself a Jersey boy. And as soon as I was able to move out of Queens, no, no offense to Queens. It's just, you know, the Long Island Railroad was expensive to do every day. You know, so when I was a kid, I was taking a I I definitely consider myself a Jersey boy all the way. I I, I prefer a lot of New Yorkers going to hate me now, but I, I always keep it real. I prefer Jersey over New York. I really do. So I have a couple of questions for you. We like to do a, like, you know, a quick round. Favorite yep. food, favorite food. Oh gosh. Pizza. And I'm giving I'm going to give, I'm going to cheat here. Giving you two answers. Pizza and Greek wraps. Oh, right. Mm. You like the Mediterranean. Like salad wraps. You like the Mediterranean. Okay. Favorite inspiration. Who inspired you to be a singer? I didn't have a particular person that inspired me to be a singer, but I can tell you my favorite female vocalist of all time is Annie Lennox. Mm-hmm. That's uh, my favorite vocalist of all time. Who would you like to work with in the music industry that you haven't? Annie Lennox. <laughs> I should have guessed. <laughs> uh, tell us some of the other things you do for fun. Well, I have five horror movies coming out, which I'm, I'm really excited about. Uh, the Barn 2. Terror Tunes 4, Appetite for Sin, Thrust, and Zombie Games. I always loved horror movies as a kid, and to be working on them now, having supporting roles in them is a dream come true. So I'm definitely looking out for, for all of them to come out. I was lucky um, also at the end of 2019. 2019 must have been a magical year for me to end the decade with, because that was when I received my first supporting role in a horror film. Um, it hasn't come out yet, though, because, again, COVID and everything stops editing. But from there, I was able to gain more um, roles in this particular horror genre industry. And so when are they coming out and where can we see them? Well, uh, we don't have re- there's no release dates for any of them yet. Um, two of them, though, are supposed to come out before the year is through. Terror Tunes 4 and Appetite for Sin. Those are both scheduled to come out um, at, are probably around Halloween. <laughs> but, I was going to say, is Halloween your favorite holiday? Yes and no. I love Christmas too. I love Christmas too. So, between you know those, I'm Jewish and I love Christmas because everybody's so nice to each other around that time of the year. Whether you're celebrating Christmas or Hanukkah, people just give an extra smile. Or we say Happy Holidays, whatever it is, or you know, you're always in a festive mood. Absolutely, absolutely. So I heard you're also a very. Um, civic-minded person and i understand you are involved a little bit with the guardian angels and with curtis sliwa well i'm not directly involved but i attended a few republican meetings at the republic the republican house on the upper east side um and the first meeting i went to was specifically to meet Kurt- curtis sliwa because you know i grew up in i grew up in you know in new york and as a teenager i hung out in manhattan all the time you know so when i found out that he was running for mayor and that he was one of the guest speakers i was like i have to meet him you know because i followed everything that him and the guardian angels have done of course growing up i actively saw the guardian angels you know up until the time i moved out of new york and even now when i'm in new york i still i still see them from time to time so i got to do a quick ig interview instagram interview with him on you know my IG and you know I consistently follow him and support him and I think he knows who I am. <laughs> well he's very lucky to have you with him. Uh whether or not you're a Curtis supporter or not, 
one thing we could say, the guardian angels, they don't ask if you're a Republican, a Democrat, independent, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, Italian, Jewish. If they see that you're in trouble, they risk their lives for you. And people forget that. Yeah, they're like, they're, they're literally superheroes. Like, they're, the guardian angels are superheroes. Like, there's no other way to, to put it. You know what I mean? For sure. And what, you know what I did like, I'll tell you this, when I was at that meeting, um, and I'm so, my apologies, but there was another person that was also seeking to run for mayor, and I forgot her name, many apologies, but it was basically, you know, Q&A with both of them. And what really impressed me is that Curtis and this, this, this person running, they were so civil to each other. There wasn't no back and forth bickering with each other. And when they disagreed on something, they said that they respectfully disagreed and they explained why they disagreed. And they were both so nice to each other. And I was like, they should just run, run together, like <laughs> on the platform together. I, did, I Just the congeniality, because, you know, you see a lot of these people bickering, bickering, getting at each other's throats, et cetera. So, you know, I was really impressed with that. Mm-hmm. But that so, did not occur. Well, that's something nice about uh, entertainment. This year, entertainment was really a savior and escape for so many people stuck at home. Whether or not you watched a movie or television or downloaded the music, how many people rely on music to calm and relax them when they're so tense and frustrated? Oh, yes. So you were like medicine for people. Oh, thank you so much. Well, music it's not me. It's the truth. Well. I mean... You have a whole new album here. Where can our listeners find you? My social media, my Instagram is Lavari underscore, L-O-V-A-R-I underscore. My Facebook is facebook.com slash Lavari official. My album is on all streaming platforms, Spotify, iTunes, Apple, Tidal. Um, MTV has two of my music videos. Um, MTV, I'm excited about that. And you can also find some of my videos on the Music Choice channel. Lavari, thank you so much for joining Cindy's Celebrity Corner. Again, the album is Moment of Love, and he's touring with it. And you'll see him, like you said, in five horror films. He's going to come back on and talk about it when they all debut and premiere. And uh, Celebrity Boxing. You are one busy person. Thank you so much for joining (laughs) us. Thank you, Cindy. It's been an honor. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hi, this is Donnie Most, and I always enjoy listening to Cindy's Celebrity Corner with Cindy Gross. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. Joining us now is our contributor who shares wisdom from being a mother to being a successful business owner to being savvy over 60, Robin Thompson. And the last time she was on, she was talking about her accomplishments that she feels are all successes with her daughter. And so many of you uh, wrote to me afterwards and said they want to meet the daughter. They want to see if the daughter feels the same way. So joining us now is Robin Thompson's daughter, an award-winning poet and author, uh, a millennial and somebody who Robin considers her very best friend in the world. Tara Thompson, welcome to the show. 
Thank you so much. It feels wonderful to be here. My mom has said so many wonderful things about this show and about you, and I just can't wait. Well, we have both of you on. So Robin, (laughs) say hi also. Hi, everybody. How are you doing? I'm so happy to introduce my daughter. And we also learned you work together a lot. Also, you help out mom a lot in the business. So it really is a very strong bond. And especially this year with COVID, uh, we've really learned to appreciate family more than ever before. So many people have lost parents, lost siblings, lost grandparents, that they've taken now the extra time to rethink priorities. Mm -hmm. And last month, we discussed really the priorities of having close ties within your real, you know, circle of family, the immediate family. So uh, we'll start with you, Robin, and tell us from the last time you were here till now, because you probably had a little time to reflect. Tell us a little bit if you could uh, share in two sentences, introducing your daughter to our audience, what would you say? I want to introduce my daughter to everyone today. She is my hero. She's giving me, you, you never know until you meet your daughter uh, that you've met your best friend and someone who will help you see the world through new eyes. And that is exactly what she's done. She's not only met my expectations, she's exceeded them. And she's the love of my life, Tara Thompson. Tara, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I couldn't have asked for a better introduction. So it really is mutual. It wasn't just a show for the radio. <laughs> no, it is. It is a a strong bond. Honestly, the strongest I have. I have always, and I think I will always look up to my mother as, as so many things, as a best friend, as someone I aspire to be both in business and in, in personal life, just a fantastic person. I feel no one could have asked for a better mother. Well, I have to tell you, I have a list of questions here that came in after the show. So either one of you can answer them. Uh, The first question was, what we heard, was it for the radio show or was it in real life, which was answered? And then the next question that kind of ties into it is people got the feeling that you guys are together all the time. And how does that work? Because you work with your mom. She has a very, very uh, successful, well-known business in Arizona. And um, you go to school. We heard about all your accomplishments with all your degrees and we heard about her unique relationship growing up with her mom and you. So whoever wants to chime in, tell us a little bit about the relationship. I'm going to say first is a question uh, you gave me, surprised me, and I answered it right on the spot from the heart. Um, so absolutely genuine. And I think it comes through in the voice. Um, you want to take the rest of it of your perspective, because of course I've got one too. If that works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. So it's definitely, a, you know, a bit different because of COVID. I feel everyone's, you know, at home relationships are, are different because of COVID, because of quarantine and getting through that together and all that jazz. 
but I guess for my mom and I, it didn't necessarily change too, too much. I mean, I feel that no matter what I do, you know, at least, you know, when I lived on campus during my undergraduate degree, I would call my mom at least once a day and say, you know, hey, mom, how are you? Here's what I'm doing. Here's what I've done. Isn't this cool? Um, all those things about my day and my life, because she she's always been a part of that. And growing up, it was like that as well. And going into my my master's, it was the same with her, you know, telling her my achievements, things that, you know, here's what I learned at school today, you know, in my master program. And just spending time with her is something that comes so naturally. I mean, we sit together almost each day just watching TV together, talking together, because you know, I feel she's the only one who gets my my weird brand of humor because she's the one who gave it to me. <laughs> yes, so, your DNA. Truly, it's just it's a it's a bond that has it is so strong, and I can't imagine not doing things without her. So your mom went. In, I'm sorry, did I cut you off, Robin? No, I was going to say she reminds me of myself at that age. She's a quieter me, and I I, t- I look her in the face and I said. Your DNA is staring at you right here 40 years from now. This will be you. (laughs) Which is great advice from Savvy Over 60. (laughs) So uh, your mom did go into the story with uh, her mother and the very different relationship that she had with her mother. How did that infect you? And do you have, you know, someone did ask me if you had a relationship with your grandmother. So on my, uh, my grandmother on my mom's side, Mm-hmm. So I think as far as you've told me, they're they've all passed away. Mm-hmm. So I've never met any of them. Um, to be brutally honest, I'm glad I haven't because they do not. They do not sound like fantastic people. Um, but they created a fantastic mom for you. Very true. That's that's one of the the few things I would say they did. They did right. Um, Whenever she shares shares those things with me about some of what she's gone through, I I feel so deeply about about it, and it's one of the reasons why I I pitched to her the idea of writing a book because she said that she wants to share her story but doesn't know how, and I said, Mom, let me help you. Let me do that for you. And that's one of the reasons she's here, because the story is so inspiring. So I did get another question. And if it's too personal, you can just say, Cindy, this is something I really don't want to discuss. But they did ask a lot about your father and his family, because we learned about how closely tied you were with your mom. And like I said, if you don't want to answer it, feel free just to say it's not for public knowledge. You're talking to me? Whoever wants to answer. Uh, I mean, I mean, Tara's father, they were asking about. Oh, okay. Go ahead. How much? Any you want to share? So I don't feel any, you know, shame in sharing this because I'm proud of the man he is today. But growing up, my father did struggle with addiction, both with drugs and alcohol. And today he's how many years? Four years. Four years sober and I couldn't be prouder of of the person he is today because of that. Well, that's great. And I I was want to say, 
it's really important that you said that so proudly because especially this past year with depression and people being in, I mean, alcohol consumption, I read with women are up 380% and men and drugs. So again, another reason to write your book, inspiration. It's, it's true. And I think that's part of, um, when the diagnosis of codependency, which I, uh, when I finally slowed down enough to, to wonder why I was repeating the same things over again, it's codependency and think you can save the other person yourself, but for you, but it has to be them. And uh, as for my parents, I have to say, there's nothing, it's going to be in the book, there's really nothing off limits, but I think they, I survived despite living with them um and it it made a tough person from me who was determined to treat the world a heck of a lot better and raise my daughter with empathy and love in her heart uh to have a much better you know not having to wear the mask every day i guess of being okay and we're not talking about the COVID mask. Let's just oh, yeah, yeah. COVID, COVID is is not impacted us. I would say as hard as um, it has everyone else, and we're blessed for that because we were a very close family to begin with. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying every day's perfect, but um, it's it, and sometimes we have to have that little break in your car and drive around the block or something. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it's. In a lot of ways, it strengthened our bonds from my perspective. Uh, and Tara's had the chance to write and edit and do those kinds of things. So two millennials wrote in. They were very impressed that your millennial learned at a young age to be financially independent. Yes. We I heard it that. from Robin. Now we want to hear it from Tara. I mean, there's got to be a time when you said, why is my mom so tough on me? She has the money. Give it to me. (laughs) Tell us, Tara. I would say maybe briefly as a young child, but honestly, hearing her stories about the, the things that she went through with her credit and getting it to where it is today, uh, much less 10 years ago being so difficult, I, I could understand, you know, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have to go through something so, so difficult myself. So being more aware of what it is that I do with my money and my credit and keeping it, you know, in a rainy day fund is, is things that, you know, I think, I thank her every moment for teaching me things like that, because, I, you know, I can count on more than both of my hands how many people I, I know who have not taken as much consideration into their credit and into their financial situation who end up in less than ideal scenarios. That was a beautiful way to say that, less than ideal scenarios. And the other question I have to ask you, why you are uh, speaking so beautifully and so in point uh, to the point uh, many millennials today feel very entitled. And that's one of the reasons we have mm-hmm. such confusion with 
what our democracy is or socialism is, they feel entitled because they don't see such great futures in the job market for them. And, and the American dream is really out of their reach. So what do you say to millennials to inspire them? Oh, gosh. It's a great question. Yeah, I mean, it's hard because I can understand getting down on yourself and saying, you know, okay. it doesn't look good. I, you know, I wish it would, um, you know, this isn't fair because it, it definitely feels that way and it's hard, but I feel that that can often lead to a stagnation of what one does with oneself because you say, well, you know, if it's so difficult, why try when the answer is you must continue to try because it, it just means, you know, to some degree, unfortunately, you must try harder than you may want to, but it's necessary because you have to find it out there just waiting for something to come to you. Is it going to happen? I know that didn't really happen in my mom's life, didn't really happen in my life. I had to study. I had to work at it. I had to, you know, really put myself in a position where I could get something from a job and it takes time and it takes effort. And on a day-to-day basis, you may not, you know, see the results of that effort, but looking back, I can definitely see the results of that effort, which is why I try to continue that effort onward, even if at times it feels fruitless. It's, it's not, it's important to keep trying do you see yourselves being full partners in the business one day? And Robin, you should really tell everybody before you answer that a little bit about your business. Um, what we do is we offer market strategy. Um, I have spent my career, uh, most, most people my age are retiring. and I got another 30 to go, but I spent most of my year uh, in the legal and information and cyber industry forecasting its future and built a data-driven algorithm uh, on closable leads because people truly need to tell a better story about themselves. People don't do business with you because of what you do, but why you do it. And that's why you're special is you have a passion of why you do things, Cindy. And so part of that business is writing content, which I can spit it out and spit the ideas out but I'm not as articulate as uh, obviously you can see Tara is. We have a reverse spectrum. I went to work when I was 17, went to school when I was 52. And so that drove me to make sure Tara did the hard work first and went to school first so that she could have academic rigor. But um, that, that is what we do is we give a competitive edge uh, and uh, a quicker path to using resources through uh, the use of, of, of a, a good market strategy that can execute. What Tara is the name? I'm oh, sorry. What is the name of your firm? You've never. Oh, I'm sorry. That. Kairos. Tara came up with that. I said, "What am I going to call myself?" And she said, "I, I said, you know, I seem to predict the future." She goes, oh, well, there's Ethos, Payros, and Kairos, and you should be Kairos because Kairos implies what you do that you're able to see." 10 years down the road and you're already in the sandbox. And so she came up with that Cairo strategy group. 
That's incredible uh, that you trust her. Oh, every it's so weird because there's 40, obviously 40 years apart and there's nothing she says that she doesn't have the business acumen for it's um, the for me and my age group. It's it's I'm old enough to be her grandmother, but her mother it's if there's no window, we we take out a chainsaw and we make our own window. Uh, It's just I'm just not going to see no as an option, Um, but We've been very successful in in making dramatic changes in the businesses we work with. And I am so blessed to have someone. You said it. I was smiling in my heart. She speaks eloquently and succinctly. And you can come ask me what time it is. And I'm on volcanoes before I tell you it's 10 after 7. And so that part of us is different and funny. uh, But that's what we do for a living. And Tara produces content for me and copy edits her her um, her choice of words is just magnificent for example um in my study of my doctoral i'm now on that um the red queen theory came up and she came up uh, and i said oh my god that's it hit me that was the cause of the differential in our industry so she came up with an image that portrayed the Red Queen that I use in my blog. It's very subtle. Who are um, your clients? Uh, I have clients such as law firms, insurance agencies, because I teach uh, broking agents how to sell cyber industry, um, the corporate legal departments, um, uh, and mainly service bureaus who service those industries. Uh, I would say their names if I'd asked their permission first. No, you don't. So, but if I were, yeah. I gather this could be done internationally so anybody can oh, reach out to you. I have worked for, uh, I have two clients in Zurich. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter what time I operate, but yeah, global. I've worked globally for people in Zurich and London, New York mainly, uh, and a couple on the West Coast. But yeah, it's, it's a variety of folks who provide service to anything dealing with information as an industry, but this is a scalable, applicable strategy process. So do we see a full partnership one day in this business? It's going to be my hope because um, I, I, I would love that for her to run. There, there was a time in the millennials who are listening, there was a time I was very tempted to control everything she did. And I am so confident in everything she does. I would just hand her something and say, you do it. Whatever you think, I'm going with it. I'm signing off on it. You're president of content. Uh, this is all you. And I would love to do that. If, if, the, if it stars align, it's great because I've ensured that everything else is hers. Uh, this year, I refinanced the house, and it's actually in her name, so that she doesn't have to go through all all of the uh, rigmarole. But um, she's on the paperwork. She is a, a, the president of the company, but I'm not sure yet that you don't want a separate thing to do apart from your authorship and stuff. So maybe you can answer Cindy better than that. Tara really sounds like she could do a little bit of everything, so she could probably I think you're right. work with you and the book. Guys, we'd love to have you back. Thank you. And uh, Tara, keep up the good work. And we're glad to see that in this day and age, Savvy Over 60 and Millennial Tara really do represent family, friendship, business, 
loyalty and respect, which is everything Cindy's Celebrity Corner is all about in any corner you're in. Everybody could relate. One more time, where can they find you, Robin? Uh, best, uh, best place to find me is my website, uh, Can't Top a Maverick. Or they can, they can write you and get my phone number if you want to give it to them. That's great. So you can, uh, Cindy knows exactly how to find me. But you can read about me on LinkedIn or my website. I'm easy to find. Um, and I we appreciate being able here to share our relationship and story to inspire others. It is possible. Uh, the last thing Tara has is a sense of entitlement. She's worked for everything she's ever had. I I love the fact that you emphasize that. And I appreciate that. Well, thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next month. Thank you so much. Okay. Hey, everyone. This is Sean Kanan, and I'm hanging out with Cindy Gross on Cindy's Celebrity Corner at 620 a.m. If you're not watching, then your karate is a joke. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And joining us now is the star of the brand new film, I Love Us, and he's here to discuss the movie, other projects he's working on, both in front and behind the camera. George Andrakius, please uh, tell us all about the movie. Well, Cindy, thank you for having me on the show. Um, I'd like to tell you a little bit about the movie. It's called I Love Us. And uh, what it is is um, this character named Sammy who likes to leave a life of crime behind him after he meets a single mom, falls in love with her, and uh, wants to create a new life for himself. So he's got quite a few challenges ahead of him. And who do you play in the movie? So I play Lorenzo. I am head of security for a uh, a wealthy uh, person who has quite a really, really unique um, collection of paintings. And I don't want to give the story away, but that, that's my role. And who's co-starring with you? Okay, so we have a wonderful lineup of people. Um, I actually had to make notes because I don't want to leave anybody out. So I'm just going to go through a ton of names. The, the talent in this film is just unbelievable. Um, Danny Abacasser, who's also the director, is the star in the film. Uh, Katie Cassidy. Um, if you remember David Cassidy from the Partridge family, well, Katie Cassidy's daughter is actually um, leading the uh, the movie here. We have Jasper Polish, Harlow Jane, which is uh, Patricia Arquette's daughter. And if you know that, she's an actress now as well. Um, David James Elliott from JAG. Mm-hmm. Um, a good friend of mine, um, Robert Davi. I was remember- waiting. I love Robert Davi. He's great. The Goonies. I mean, that's a classic. But I worked with Robert actually in Mobtown. And that was another great film by uh, Danny Abacasser. Um, Jackie Cruz. Uh, she's from uh, Orange is the New Black. Um, James Matteo, which I've worked on another film uh, with James. Uh, Ilya Baskin. Uh, Greg Finley, another great, great actor. Uh, Courtney Lopez, who is uh, Mario Lopez's wife, the um, presenter uh, for all the... Uh, shows um christian george and a good friend of mine diana madison so these are wow what a lineup i mean i'm so glad that you joined us because the movie really just came out tell us a little bit how you got involved because this is not the first time you've worked with the director of the movie correct so um 
uh, Danny Abacastro, who, besides being an amazing, amazing, talented actor, um, not because he's from Brooklyn like me, but he's just an, a talented actor. He's also a great director. And um, uh, what I love about working with Danny Abacastro is that he doesn't have you stick to the lines. Um, there's some other directors that really want you to stick to the lines, but he gets the best out of you by just, um, getting an understanding of what the character is supposed to be and where we're going with the story and allow you to improvise and say things that would come out more natural and more believable. Um, so uh, Danny Abacastro, the director, reached out to me. He says, hey, um, I- I'd love for you to play uh, head of security, Lorenzo. You got the, uh, the demeanor for it, and I-, I think it would work well. And I said, I'm, I'm always on board to uh, work with Danny. He's just... A, a dynamite person to work with, be around, even when the cameras are not on. It's just a, a bottle of laughs to be around. So I love working with Danny and pretty much most of the people that he casts or, you know, the, the team that he, he hires to cast are all just dynamite people. These people here that I worked with are just unbelievable people. Um, nobody's got a chip on their shoulder. Everybody's just down to earth. We have a great time. And this is how you get a great product and a, and a good film. I'm sure that uh, you all will keep up after this as you're now going to be promoting uh, the film nationally. Let me ask you a question. You also have an entertainment company. You keep busy during COVID. Yes. So um, COVID has been a a little tough for anyone in the entertainment company as well as um, the film industry. Um, We had a little setback, obviously, because people were a little nervous about hosting and congregating in large groups. But um, recently, I think as of May and June, things have kind of opened up again. So, um, yeah, my entertainment company, I've been doing this for well over two decades. Um, I come from a family of uh, wedding professionals. Uh, my mom was actually uh, the quality control manager for uh, the original Mr. Kleinfeld. Um, oh, wow. Kleinfeld would just say yes to the dress, which every bride knows that mom who watches that show and um she was on there uh on board with them for over 30 years and my dad was a musician and um that's how i got into this whole entertainment thing and they used to work for my dad in a band and uh then i created a, a dj entertainment and decor company for weddings uh corporate events and um finer social events uh, all over the tri-state area florida california and we've traveled to europe as well italy so doing this for quite some time. So you started to talk a little bit here about your parents and mm-hmm. uh, your background, how you got into acting and uh, your love of music. But you actually have a very interesting story about your grandparents. And I am a family member of Holocaust survivors, still alive, actually. And what impressed me about wanting you to come on the show was when I saw your Instagram and you shared the blue box that was uh, honoring the idea of ending anti-Semitism. And very few non-Jews did that. So tell us why that was important for you to share publicly. Well, um, I would hate to say this, but um, shame on those people that don't share anti-Semitism. Um, I, I, am, I feel very strongly about it. Um, I do come from a family, which I've never really publicly told the story. You're actually going to be the the first one to kind of hear the story. 
Um, and my grandparents being of Sparta from Sparta, Greece, actually I'm of Greek descent. And, um, many, many Jews don't know, but there was, um, uh, a time where uh, there was Jews that, you know, had to hide obviously from the Nazis and actually entered Greece. Many of them actually stayed in the Northern part of Greece, but there was also, um, Jews that went down South and that's where I'm from down South of Sparta. Not too many, but a few did. And, um, my my grandparents, actually, my grandfather was one that actually uh, having nine kids in a small home, he took it upon himself to even hide an, another few uh, a Jewish family, a few Jews in, in his home as he um, saw Nazis coming down all the way through the mainland and Sparta and and other uh, parts of Greece. Um, and it, it was my dad told me the story and it was um horrible when he told me because I, I was younger but you know he showed me a, a a bruise mark that was that was left on his backside um on his lower backside um from a nazi that actually picked him up when he was a boy playing ball outside and kicked him with a steel toe boot and told him sprechend which in, my dad told me in german means speak and um i'm sorry i'm getting choked up talking about this uh and um literally kicked my father probably several feet. That's how hard he was kicked. And he felt the pain. Um, he was wanting my dad to speak. Where, where are they? Where are they hiding? And um, my dad was instructed by his dad to never say anything about who's where, where or whereabouts. So um, there was also, um, so, so that, that comes to me from, you know, loving the Jewish people and, and the Jewish community. I've always embraced. Um, and, and because my dad was a musician, he used to do a lot of weddings for Jews and, um, and Greek Jews who actually embraced the Greek culture living in Greece, but didn't forget their um, Jewish heritage and, you know, still fo- followed their, their culture and, and traditions, but embraced speaking Greek. Um, and they might, then they migrated to the United States and my dad would entertain. Um, their weddings. And, you know, we used to do all the horas and the Havanagila, all the traditional songs. And they loved my dad. And, you know, I, I grew up, you know, loving Jewish people. And, you know, I entertained bar mitzvahs and, you know, Jewish weddings. And I love doing them. I have one coming up actually in a couple of weeks. So I. And, you know, I just, we break plates at our Jewish weddings too. Of course. You break the glass, you break the plates. We love breaking things because we have fun. We, we, we love life. We celebrate life. And, and this summer, I have to tell you, everything, if I had one place I wanted to be, everybody I know was going to Greece, having the best time, the pictures, the scenes, the food, the drink, everybody. It's Right now, it's trending. So yeah. Yes. And what we do, so. you um, noticed, um, I don't know, on, on social media, but there was a lot of um, Jews, Israelis, especially that were in, um, in Greece vacationing. And, you know, Greeks love having, you know, the Israelis and all the Jews in, in Greece. And we love them. And we, we, we dance in circles and we, we just have a blast. And there's a lot of history, a lot of history. Maybe that could be a project with you and Danny the next time. Listen, to you put never know. Something together. Absolutely. You never know. But back never... to this project. I love us. Where can our listeners, uh, see the movie so um based on uh from what i understand there's going to be a limited release in theaters and then it's going to be on various digital platforms i don't have all the platforms at the moment but 
uh, I'm, I'm sure it'll be at Amazon and all various platforms. I can't get specific into that because I, I don't have concrete uh, info on that quite yet. And where can our listeners find out more about you? Um, well, they can check me out on Instagram, George, uh, middle initial V, Andriakos. Um, they can check me out there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Um, on IMDb. Um, if you're a business person, you want to find me on LinkedIn. I'm on pretty much all the uh, social media uh, platforms. They, they can find me there. Just Google my name and find me. So George V. Andreakos. I hope I got that right. You got it. I am so bad with uh, names. I really appreciate you coming on, especially this is the time the movie is actually premiering. I couldn't yes. be happier. And I know that you were helping out. We were on the phone talking. You're, you're going around promoting the movie. So yes. thank you for taking the time to join Cindy's Celebrity Corner. And please come back anytime. Thank you for having me, Cindy. It was an absolute pleasure. And I wish you lots of luck on your show. Continued success. Thanks. Welcome back to Cindy's Celebrity Corner. I am your host, Cindy Gross. And just like that, The hour flew by. I promised you great guest, great conversation, and lots of information to think about. I hope you enjoyed the show. Please let me know what you think. You can reach out to me through my website, Cindy's Corners, and email me through there. Or you can reach me and follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Never miss an episode. Download it on iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Podbean, Jewish Podcast, and you can also listen to us through the TalkLine Radio Networks. Thank you for joining Cindy Celebrity Corner, where all our angles and points meet and where you don't have to be Jewish to enjoy the Celebrity Corner. Thank you and have a good night.